Hey, Billy, why don't we tell them what we're about, man? So we're here to welcome you to the Madhouse Chronicles. It's a talk show with myself, Billy Morrison. And me, as the This man, Prince of Darkness, and we watch and react to the maddest internet clips. What do we discuss, Ozzy? Drugs, rock and roll, aliens, all that kind of shit. Drugs, rock and roll, aliens, and all that kinds of shit. Come and join Ozzy and myself. Visit OsborneMediaHouse.com to get special access to... Come to, on! What do you say? Do you think it's the wildest show on the internet? Oh. <laughs> this week on Dueling Review, it's Mars Attacks Red Sonia, number one, from Dynamite Entertainment. She is the red-haired she-devil with a sword. They are the green-skinned invaders from the Red Planet. Yes, those dastardly Mars Attacks Martians are attacking again, and these are the Martians of old, the Martians of the Hyborian Age. And so it is up to Red Sonya to stop the attack. But how will steel and strength and savagery stand against laser guns, sci-fi technology, and weird, weird Martian science? There's only one way to find out. Listen to our dueling review. Oh, Matthew. How's about that ack 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 ack? Ack 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 ack. I, I gotta I gotta tell you, there's something about this book that I really, really like. Because the book starts out with, you know, basically Mako. Oh, Lord, in the days of old, remember that uh, Red Sonia walked the earth or whatever that Centuries is. Centuries ago. But Red the thing Sonya. is, but the thing is, if you read those first couple of paragraphs, it's basically taking the War of the Worlds open, you know, in the last days of the 20th century, blah, 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 blah. Uh, and turns it into that oldie timey Red Sonia Conan dialogue. So from right from that point, I'm like, oh, this is some clever writing going on right here. It's a clever conceit. Yes, I will grant that. And then, and then, of course, the Mars of the old days was high culture and good peoples and, and believing in things like science. The peaceful Martian emperor believed that science was a place and Mars was a world of enlightenment and blibbity blah, blah, and blah, then, blah, blah. And then the Martian that wants to wage war, of course, is wearing this monocle and has the long, <laughs> you know, the long robe and the, 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 the red shoulder. Pad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just like, oh, this is so right from the front. They're not trying to take any of this seriously. They no, are this literally is not subtle at all. They are literally just saying, we know this is weird. We're going to make this as weird as we can possibly make it. And I was on board from, from the first couple of pages. That's how Mars attacks to me, I feel works best because if you actually go back to the, if you actually look at the, you know, the original Mars attacks cards, they are black humor, but they are oh, yeah, absurdism. Yeah. yeah. And that Tim Burton movie was just pure absurdity from, you know, top to bottom. Mm -hmm. So I feel like if you're going to have a concept this ludicrous, you kind of have to lean way into it. And I do appreciate the fact that they did that. And I do appreciate the weird lore that Mars hasn't always been mm -hmm. hell-bent on destruction. Mm -hmm. uh, that's kind of interesting. That's a neat little twist on the whole thing. Yeah, and then, of course, the Martians come to Earth, and it's not modern day. It's a Hyborian age, and Red Sonia has to strike down these ghouls riding weird creatures. And, of course, it's this Martian wielding his death ray and riding a giant, like, cricket or something. Of course, she dispatches it instantly. 
and they find out that, oh, the last survivor, the, the, the reigning survivor of this town, the next town over is in the cart. Then Red Sonja is going to try to get this child to safety. Meanwhile, the Martian warlord is like, ah, let's kill them all. Ack, 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 ack. Which is the only complaint that I have mm-hmm. about this book. What's that? All of the Martian dialogue, which we have seen in other stuff, ack, 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 is, is spelled out that way. This is written in a weird font, like an alien font. And that is my major yeah. complaint with the issue is it's not ack, 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 ack. I think that that font is actually the dynamite Mars attacks font because mm. they've had the, the Mars attacks property for, for a years. while. Yeah. Like for quite some time, the ack, 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 ack. I remember that in the image version, but the image comics would have been after the Burton movie in like 98, 99. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Uh, yeah. You didn't like this though, huh? I didn't. How come? Um, I didn't dislike it. I just felt like it's one of those things where the anytime you have a wild and crazy crossover, half the fun is in the structure. How do you make this work? What's our MacGuffin? What's our magic wand that transports Captain Kirk to the land of Narnia? You know, whatever it is that needs to happen needs to happen. And as much as I really appreciate the idea of, you know, this wild and wacky Mars that was once a place of peace and serenity, I'm just like, it's neat. It's cool. It just feels like it's not entirely Mars attacks and it's not entirely Red Sonia. And, you know, I, I liked Jughead versus Predator. I like the Archie zombie movies. I like really absurd things. I, I enjoyed the issues of uh, Betty and Veronica meet Vampirella and Red Sonia that we did because they transgressed on the internal rules of the universes in ways that really worked for me. This one feels like this is all on Red Sonia's turf, which, you know, it should, they're attacking Red Sonia. It feels like the Martians have had to be changed to fit into the, the, the Red Sonia type realization and just the only thing that i would disagree with you on that is no because the martians do come to earth to attack and they're like we're gonna attack something yeah uh and in order to frame it as instead of an an entire fleet coming to attack like they would in the the 60s 70s and 80s uh, tops cards um this time it is we got to set it back a long time ago well have they always been a warlike race no there's something that changed and this is that moment when the overthrow starts to happen when the Martians are being attacked. And, you know, the, the villain guy, the guy with the monocle, Xandar or whatever his name is. She's or all he has to do is say, these earthlings attacked our peaceful mission. And of course, then the peaceful guy's like, why would they attack us? Ah, because they hate all Martians. They've been killing us left and right. And then the entire culture turns to, we are going to bide our time and we are going to destroy the earthlings. And then that's your buildup for, What's to come? So, Your Red Sonia Conan days are what, like 10,000 BC? Uh, after the fall of Atlantis, but before Hobbits? <laughs> I think is the way it goes. Definitely after the okay. fall of Atlantis. Okay. But, you know, before uh, someone brought the pork chops. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's one of those issues where I feel like I can appreciate the quality of what it's doing. I can appreciate the cleverness of 
the way they're meshing these seemingly unmeshable properties. I really do appreciate the fact that, you know, Warlord Shizor dresses like a space Nazi and has a monocle. And <laughs> it's, it's so like, perfect, ah, right? Ah, ah, ah. I mean, if you're going into that Tim Burton-esque, let's, let's have some dark humor. What better way than to show that this guy is truly evil than to basically dress him up like the Red Skull? Yeah, throw in some James Earl Jones. It'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I now, dug it. I dug it. Did you see Conan? Uh, I did not see Conan because Conan's not allowed to appear in these books. No, but there is a shadowy figure on page three in the background that is clearly Conan hefting aloft an axe, and I loved that. Mm. But yeah, it was a thing. And then you see these guys get their heads chopped off, and then, oh, it's Red Sonia, hooray. Again, not liking something and not having it be for me doesn't mean that it's not good. But man, is this not for me? <laughs> uh, it's so. So Matthew says it's not for him, but you cannot say that it's not good. Uh, it's John, okay. John Lehman has written uh, Red Sonia before. He has written Mars Attacks before. Um, he's also a multi-Eisner award-winning writer. Um, so he's got to be doing something right. And I think just the fact that it is this weird mashup uh, mm -hmm. and the fact that he's being very aware that he can't have what we consider the modern Mars attacks creatures come to Earth because right. technology. You can't have and, that aesthetic. Yeah, you can't have that. So he's he's actually working with the artist Franz Strucken, um, and then lightning crashes, <laughs> and then. <laughs> sorry, we're not. We're sorry. Don't mean to make fun of your name. Um, but you know, work with the artist to kind of come up with that that aesthetic for this particular time period. I think worked really well, and I think that there's some interesting choices in the art that they do, especially with. Red Sonia's clothing. Now, most of us know Red Sonia from her chainmail bikini, but they go to great lengths to make the um, the metal bra a little bit bigger than maybe what we've seen before, and certainly not chainmail, but a solid piece. And like then her scale mail or coin mail, even yeah. And then her, um, you know, the the skirt part is not just the loin, the the chainmail loin, but actually. Uh, the chainmail with a leather wraparound as well to make it more of a desexualizing the character and making some of that, not, not all of it, but some of it a little bit more practical to where we're not staring at her butt, you know, every second page or every second panel. Provides her a little more coverage and maybe something more akin to actual armor in the hip region. Yeah, 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 exactly. So I dug the art in this. I thought the art was really good. I like the writing. Mm -hmm. I definitely want to check out issue number two to see what happens. Um, I probably would want this to be over by three issues, but I have a feeling this is going to be five or six issues. <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm good for this for like three issues. I think anything longer than that, I probably would lose my interest pretty quick. I don't know. Layman is really good about making things that shouldn't work, work for longer than you expected. Remember Chu ran 60 issues and at the beginning Chu felt like it's like, uh, here's, one good joke. And then they turned it into a pretty solid series for the better part of five years. I yeah. mean, I feel like he's got the chops to pull this off. And like I say, the, the way that this is established and put together is kind of neat. It mm -hmm. is. I have to admit that. Uh, I'm a little bothered, you know, that the comic starts by calling me fat and useless, but that's okay. <laughs> no, it's saying all of society has become fat and useless. 
not just ah, you. But I am society. Which, which means the way that they're depicting modern day society means that soon we're going to see Mars attacks Wall-E. Hack, hack. <laughs> no, we are not hack, Mars hack. attacks a Disney hack, hack. No. so uh my final thoughts on this is i liked it i think a lot of people will like it as well if you like mars attacks red sony if you like that stuff if you like john layman i think that you'll you'll be fine uh with with this offering i thought it was a good book i'm back for at least two more issues giant roach cuts a horse in half yeah not not just any old horse red sonia's horse that was my horse says red sonia (laughs) <laughs> and she does manage to dodge some frap gun rays and kill a Martian right in the face. Mm-hmm. Very graphically kill a Martian right in the kinda, face. Kind of like so. the kind of like the tops cards, right? Oh yeah, the tops cards were more graphic than that. Yeah, so they they're kind of toning it down here, maybe to a to they a point. They were kind of horrific. Yeah, they were. Okay, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Mars attacks Red Sonia. I saw a lot of people after we posted the preview of this over on Twitter, a lot of people commented on this. A lot of people were like, oh, I got to check this out. Um, yeah, I think you really ought to check it out. Uh, so that is our Dueling Review review for this week. Matthew, how did we end up here? Well, Stephen, we know a lot of cruel, cruel sociopathic people. And because we are the kind of guys who like to have fun, we opened things up to those cruel, cruel sociopathic people and said, all of you cruel sociopathic people, uh, actually, we call them faithful spoilerites, and they're pretty decent folk. All of you people, you show up, you go to our Patreon page, patreon.com slash major spoilers. You find the Dueling Review post, like if you were looking right now, it's going to be the one for what, 9-3? September 2nd. September 2nd, 2020, and you can choose from the list of comic books. And if Mars Attacks Red Sonia was on the list, you could have picked it, but you would have had to done that last week. Yeah, this this week's books go like this. Yeah, this week from Boom Studios, you can get Buffy the Vampire Slayer number 17, King of Nowhere number 5, Seven Secrets number 1 gets a second printing. Uh, Also, We Only Find Them When They're Dead number 1 launches at Boom Studios. Dark Horse Comics next week has the Alien original screenplay number two of five. Bang number three of five. Cyberpunk 2077 shot glass. Man, that's going to get here way before the game ever does. (laughs) The game won't get here before 2077 does. Spy Island number one arrives next week as well. Uh, From Dynamite Entertainment next week, we have Deja Thoris number seven. uh, Red Sonja number 18 and 19. 18 is, I believe, one of those... uh, uh, special variant cover things that are 50 bucks. Uh, Red Sonja number 19 is only four bucks. Red Sonja, the Age of Chaos number six, uh, Sacred Six number two, and Vampirilla number 13 arrives next week from Dynamite Entertainment. IDW Publishing looks like it has a light week next week. Uh, Be Gay Do Comics trade paperback for 25 bucks. Godzilla Half Century War hardcover for 30 bucks. Star Trek Hell's Mirror uh, for $5. And Transformers 84, Secrets and Lies, number three, the penultimate issue there. Image Comics next week has Bitter Root, number 10. Uh, The, number 13. Ice Cream Man, number 20, gets a second printing. And On the Stump, number five, arrives. Marvel Comics has, let's see what they have next week. Ooh, Amazing Spider-Man 850 poster from Ryan Otley. Ooh, get that kid. They also have an Amazing Spider-Man Straczynski Omnibus Hardcover, volume two. Wow, I don't know if I would buy... I've got to see how many pages are in this thing. 
$125 for a hardcover omnibus collection. How, how long did Straczynski do uh, Spider-Man? Uh, a couple years, I want to say. Oof, 125 bucks. Uh, Black Widow number one arrives next week. Nice. Empire number six, the final issue of that. We're finally going to see what the whole mess has been about. Miles Morales, Spider-Man number 18. Ravencroft number four. Tomb of Dracula, the complete collection trade paperback volume four. Only $45 there. And then, of course, they have some $1 comics next week. True Believers, X-Men, Mr. Sinister, number one, Nanny Orphan, Nanny Orphan Maker. I don't know what that is. And also Wild uh, Child. Is it like Granny Goodness? Are, no, Nanny and the Orphan Maker are two separate characters, but they're uh, 80s X-Men or New Mutants villains. They're terrible. Uh, one of them is looks like uh, Humpty Dumpty wearing goggles. Hmm. Well. Let's hope we don't have to read that. Obviously, we can't because this is a reprint of old books. Uh, Arc World number one is in all the rest category, as is Backtrack number six. Uh, Bell's Ghost and Goblins one shot, or I'm sorry, Bell Ghost and Goblins one shot. Uh, Sumerian. The Sumerian People of the Black Circle number one. That's the next arc from whatever that company was that we did that before. I forget. uh, uh, is it American mythology? Yeah, yeah, maybe that's who it is. American mythology. Doctor Who, Time Lord, Victorious, number one. Uh, four points, number five. Horizon, Zon- Horizon Zero Dawn, number two, from Titan Comics. Lacey and the Lily, OGN. That's 25 bucks there. Hmm. Hmm. No World, number four. <laughs> P-B-N-J. It's P-E-A-B-E-E-N-J. J-A-Y. Yes. Uh, the first volume is called Stuck Together. The second volume is called Bug. Wannabes. Both of those are eight bucks, so you can go pick that up next week. Psycho Bonkers 1 and 2. Seven Deadly Sins, graphic novel, volume 39. Snow White with Red Hair, graphic novel 9. What? I know that there is Snow White and, and Rose Red, but Snow White with Red Hair. All right. Uh, which is a Brooklyn. The hardcover gets a uh, release for $21. Those are uh, the ones that we have over at uh, Diamond. In the DC category, we have Batman number 98. Uh, let's see. We have Deceased, uh, Dead Planet number three. Oh, let's see. Harley Quinn, Black, White, and Red number 11. Injustice Year Zero number five or chapter five. Shazam number 14. Shazman. Oh, oh, also next week, Teen Titans uh, Beast Boy with art from Piccolo. That comes out next week. Oh, definitely got to pick that up. OGN, $12 right there. Also, Young Justice uh, number 18 arrives next week from DC Comics. So go check out those lists. Head over to patreon.com slash major spoilers and cast your vote. Something really important we should point out. We do this every week, but I think some people are still confused. You do not have to be a paying member to vote in the weekly poll. You just that go is over there, correct. just go into the uh, the comment section and say, hey, I want you guys to read whatever. And then um, and then if it if if uh, it gets a lot of votes, then that's what we'll read. The other thing is, don't wait to the last minute. Uh, voting closes on Sunday when I send out the weekly email to everyone to say, hey, everybody, here's what we're doing this week. And uh, for Dueling Review, this is the book we're reading. So, so far this week, we have a couple of votes for Time Lord Victorious and one vote for The Thirteen. Uh, So what will happen? Get out there and vote. Cast your vote. 
And then tune in next week to find out what book we're going to read. And when you hear Matthew say, It's a shameful thing, lobster head. This podcast is copyright 2020 by Major Spoilers Entertainment, LLC.